0: Everybody, it's Laz coming back at you with another week of The Last Word. You know, it's been another week of interesting events to say the least, and I have a ton of stuff to get to, so let's get right into it. Okay, let's go. Yeah, Trump and several others in the White House had tested positive for COVID. And speaking of Trump, while he was in the hospital, a couple of pictures were released of him working. Liberals lost their mind. I mean, I've heard every conceivable conspiracy theory up to and including that the president set the whole thing up as a photo op. Wrong. I mean, look, this man is 70 years old when he became president. Okay, that's four years ago. He's 74 now. But he became president at 70, and he has endured four years of unprecedented scrutiny by the lying lamestream media and the left. And he's doing it effectively for nothing. He donates a salary. So here we go again with the so-called party of tolerance and acceptance Proving that they are everything but. That's right. You know, if that would have been Biden or Obama or Clinton or basically any other liberal out there, you would have had news coverage praising them for their dedication. There would have been candlelight vigils, gatherings of some whack job liberals crying over their beloved savior. But because it was Trump, he was attacked, as usual, relentlessly. And as if that wasn't bad enough... Liberals took to Twitter and Facebook, literally wishing POTUS to die. You don't believe me? Yeah, it happened right here in Maryland, in Washington County. This is just one account. Jacqueline Fisher of Washington County uh, School Board wrote on her personal Facebook, since he has tested positive for COVID-19, maybe the country will get lucky and he will die. Wouldn't that be an act of karma? End quote. She went on to say he could care less how many Americans die from this, even if he is the one who exposed them. I hope he dies from it. That would solve a lot of America's problems, end quote. That is disgusting, literally disgusting. Now, according to multiple reports, Fisher has recently resigned. In my opinion, she should be taken to an inpatient mental health facility. Because she obviously isn't in her right mind. I mean, who in their right mind wishes death on someone, anyone for that matter, let alone the president? You disgust me, Miss Fisher, and you should absolutely never be allowed to participate in the educational system again for any child. You're clearly not qualified and clearly are suffering from not just Trump uh, derangement syndrome, but from some type of mental incapacity. Ugh. Listen, I I despise Clinton, okay? And I've been pretty vocal about that, and Obama even more. But I, you know, I would never, ever wish something like this on them. I mean, God forbid if either one of them or any of their family members came down with COVID, I certainly wouldn't wish ill will on them, or, or especially death, nor anyone for that matter. Liberals continue to make me sick, as in like physically ill with their vile behavior. These people are the very same people that are criticizing Trump for what he has said or done and what they deem to be rude and crass and or unpresidential behavior and then they turn around and they cry out that Trump and those on the right need to be, you know, more sympathetic, more empathetic, value everyone's life, which by the way, he does and we do as conservatives believe that. But while they're screaming at the top of their lungs and having meltdowns in the streets and on social media, these soulless hypocrites then turn around and wish death on the president. It's unconscionable. In this type of mindset, this almost sociopathic mentality, that's what leads to the violence that we have seen in the streets throughout this year. No regard for for human life, by the way. Uh, No regard for civility. No regard for respect or authority. And you know what? I've pointed it out several times. Not one of these lowlifes out there committing these acts are conservative. So what does that tell you? Oh, that's interesting. Yep. Anyway, speaking of unconscionable actions and violence, you know, I was reviewing the show's email and I came across one that I thought I'd share with you because it directly relates to what I'm talking about here. Some of you might remember uh, John from Down the Ocean. Uh <laughs> He and and Balmer Billy had a little exchange a few episodes back. Well, John wrote in again with a few questions, and he asked me if I think most people understand what conservatives and free thinkers are talking about when they say movements like Black Lives Matter are communist and harmful to our society, or with all the other stuff going on in people's lives, does it just confuse people when they hear references to Marx or the book uh, 1984? So for those who might not remember or aren't familiar with 1984 it was a book that was uh, a novel that was written by george orwell actually published back in 1949 and it's really this dystopian nightmarish vision of a totalitarian bureaucratic government that is determined to control the narrative sound familiar um so anyway to answer your question john From down the ocean. No, I don't think most people understand what conservatives and free thinkers are talking about when they say movements like Black Lives Matter are communist and harmful to our society because most people don't really understand communism or socialism for that matter, nor do they understand the harmful effects on society uh, that these ideologies have because most have never had to live under the burdens of either system. Right, Liberals and socialists for years have tried to paint this utopian view. You know, it's all unicorns and rainbows, they'll tell you, basically when it comes to communism and socialism. And in addition, it's been my experience uh, that most people don't really understand the difference between the two. So in its simplest form, communism is a political ideology, whereas socialism is an economic ideology or system. And the most often you'll find that they go hand in hand with one another, but most Americans have no real experience here, and either their frame of reference is limited, or they just ignore, um, or they aren't aware of the tragic and inhumane conditions that the people in Korea, or excuse me, North Korea, the Soviet Union, and Venezuela have suffered as a part of a socialist and communist, um, you know, government or or economic system. So, as Americans. You know, what we believe, at least what I've always come to understand that we are supposed to believe here in this country, and basically what our country was founded upon, is that the government isn't supposed to supply you everything. I mean, you have the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, but under these types of ideologies or systems, the government basically provides food and clothing and housing, but... What most people don't understand is when you're giving that type of control to the government, it's a very slippery slope, and it's very dangerous. And you effectively become subjects of the government. I just find it so comical at times that this country is infected with this short-term memory of the things that have happened in these other countries that I mentioned. Soviet Union, or the former Soviet Union, Korea and Venezuela, like, you know— we are so ingrained with this need for immediate gratification that we forget that there have been people suffering for years under these systems, and um, it, it's mainly because that the people who believe in this, the people who are out there pushing for it, the leaders of these organizations like Black Lives Matter, they've been misled and lied to and taken advantage of and basically brainwashed by a narrative that has been force-fed to them virtually their entire lives, starting in grade school. And I would add that I do think that references to 1984 and Marx confuse some people, but more than that, some simply reject and ignore the fact that BLM is an admittedly socialist organization. Worse still, they'll take an, an even worse attitude or more moronic attitude, in my opinion, when they say things like, so what? Who cares? Because in my opinion, that just showcases their ignorance. John also asked if I was more concerned long-term with the ongoing violence or cancel culture and censorship. Um, You know, this is another great question. So, John, I appreciate you sending it in. In short, the answer is violence. Look, cancel culture and censorship, horrible. No one's dying over it, though, right? Right. And I've used the metaphor of eating an elephant in the past where you have to apply the same principle here. You prioritize. You take one thing at a time or one bite at a time, if you will. So, yeah, we need to put an end to the violence, hold the rioters and those committing violence accountable. The judicial system should not be lenient on these people. They have committed heinous acts of domestic terrorism. And once we quash that nonsense and we make an example of those lowlifes, Then we can start to deal with the issue of cancel culture and censorship. Damn right. Don't get me wrong. They're both plaguing our society. But innocent lives have to be the priority. Bottom line. And that's the last word. Oh, hey, that's a familiar sound. It's Balmer Billy. Just came in time because Billy has some email, too. Hey, my friend, how are things? Hey lads. Yeah, man, thanks for asking. Uh, things are good. I'm just glad to be back doing another show with you. So I got some email from a fan? Um sure, sure. Let's let's say that. I mean, you did get some email. It's from your old pal John from down the ocean. Really? Let me guess. He's picking on Essex or Dundalk again, ain't he? Uh no, man. He he actually has a question for you about the military. The military? Me? I mean, okay, but I didn't serve in the military, but whatever. What's his question? All right, so John from down the ocean wants to know if you've considered joining the Space Force. What the hell kind of question is that? It figures it's from John from down the ocean. Okay, John from down the ocean. I don't know if you're being serious or not. Probably not. You're probably just being a punk again. But um, no, I haven't considered joining the Space Force, mainly because I don't think... That I'm uh, the age. I mean, I think I'm a little too old to be starting a career in the military, okay? But I do think that the Space Force is a pretty cool idea. And you probably don't know this, John, from down the ocean, but uh, the United States Air Force, yeah, the Air Force, they was responsible for our assets in space, okay? And there's other countries that have done the same thing. Did you know that, Mr. Smarty Pants? Yeah, for example, Russia. Has the Russian Aerospace Forces, which is a combination, by the way, of their Space Force and their Air Force. And if you knew anything, John, from down the ocean, you know that Russia has been our biggest adversary when it comes to uh, space and, like, space exploration and stuff. So China is another major power in space, and just like Russia, they have a network of, like, surveillance assets and telescopes and radar equipment that the U.S. believes could potentially be aimed at our very own satellites. India has the Defense Space Agency, Canada has the North American Aerospace Defense Command. France has the Space Command, French Air Force. Japan has the Space Operations Squadron. So yeah, John from down the ocean, uh, America has to protect our assets. And that doesn't stop at the edge of our atmosphere. But you know, that would take someone with a little bit of intelligence to comprehend. Okay, John from down the ocean, you punk? Man, Billy, you're fired up, dude. Not to mention the fact, go ahead with your Space Force knowledge. Yeah, you know, when when the Space Force became like a real thing, I, I wanted to find out a little bit about it. And I'm like, we can't be the only people that have thought of this, right? And I was right. We weren't. And you know what? President Trump was right. We weren't. So all these liberals out there that are saying, you know, this is a dumb idea. It's crazy. It's a waste of money. They just don't have the common sense to understand that we have stuff in space that we have to protect. And you know what? If another country has got their stuff up there and they're spying on us or they could, like, you know, potentially weaponize space and maybe shoot things at us, I don't know. Like, that's crazy. I don't want that happening. But I sure as hell would rather have us up there like protecting us you know what i mean like that just makes sense to me listen i don't claim to be the brightest guy in the world but i ain't stupid either like if somebody else is up there with their shit i want to make sure our stuff is up there protecting us doesn't that just make sense yeah brother it does um yeah i mean you said it really well we're not the only one that's in space with some type of a, a space force or aerospace command um, A lot of these organizations, uh, these commands have been in effect since, um, you know, the 60s through the 80s, and they've changed names and focus throughout time. And some of them, you know, were recently created or reformed under a new name. But at the end of the day, just like you said, our own Space Force, if you will, was really a part of the United States Air Force until it was now created as a new branch of the armed forces or the of the military um under president trump's direction so yeah liberals just let everything uh set their hair on fire and explode their minds and it, it's it's not a it's not a surprise to me that we see this type of reaction um to it and i think john was just really again having a little bit of fun with you and and uh looks like you guys got a little bit of a, a tennis match there going on um no, I'm not playing any any kind of sports with that guy. He, he's a nut job. No, I, that's not what I meant. I meant like a, a mental game back and forth of, of tennis. Like, you know, you, you get what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Well, you know what, then? Um, Game, set, match there, John, from down the ocean or whatever the hell they say in tennis. I don't know. I don't play tennis. Well, hey, what else is going on, man? You got anything else going on today you want to talk about? Yeah, man. You know, remember last week when I was talking about like, you know, all the restaurants and everything that are closed down in Balmer, and, you know, just like how businesses are really suffering and everything. And I heard some news this week that just it really kind of just upset me. I mean, I don't know. I always loved going to the movies as a kid, you know, and you got Regal Cinemas that's closing down all of its theaters all across the country. And, and in fact, I heard that they even closed them down in the UK as well. And I don't know, man, that's just really sad because, like, I loved going to the movies. And there's one, like, not too far from you, right? Yeah, man, there's one that's, like, maybe 20 minutes or so from my house, 20, 25 minutes. And uh, I had gone there multiple times as a kid and and certainly um, had taken my son there when he was younger. You know, we had a um, kind of a father-son thing we used to do and go to the movies all the time. So, it was kind of like our thing. We love movies. So, yeah, it, it is really sad to see that. I'm a little heartbroken over that myself. That's, um, you know, kind of like an end of an error there. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's not like you can really blame anybody, I guess, in particular on this. Um, I don't know. You know, maybe I fault the governor a little bit for for, like, keeping theaters closed for so long and stuff, but... Um, you know, at the end of the day, it, it really boils down to COVID. I mean, I understand that the government, you know, the governor and everybody in the county executives, like they just want to, you know, make sure everybody's safe. But I, I do feel like at times it's a little bit of overkill, you know what I mean? No pun intended. Um, and I, I just feel like, you know, now we're losing another thing that families could do together and have a lot of fun and, you know, and there was nothing like taking, you know, Um, my, my friends, we would all go to the movies and, and I'm not a parent myself, you know that, but you know, like I I can imagine parents wanting to take their kids to the the movies to see things like Disney and, you know, different cartoons or different funny movies or, you know, I mean, I remember as a kid going and seeing, um, you know, like the Home Alone movies and stuff like that. Like that was just an experience and it's just sad that we're seeing these theaters close and. You know, I knew there was one close to you, so I thought I'd bring it up, but I don't know, just kind of wanted to get your opinion on it, like, you know, how you feel about the whole thing. Well, I'm with you, man. I mean, I think that it is really sad. Um, I agree with you. Um, you know, it's it's kind of a, a rite of passage, almost, to hang out at the movie theater with your friends and, and see things Um you know that uh, that have just seen movies that have just come out, actions, comedies, you know, whatever the case might be. I know there's a huge um, you know, section of the American public that love like you know horror films and things like that around Halloween time, which we're you know we're coming up close uh, on that time. So you know it is really sad to, to see that closing because we're finding more and more industries that have been affected by COVID, and we're losing more and more of the things that we might have taken for granted previously. So, um, you know, but there are industries and companies that are taking advantage of that. All of your streaming services, right, like Netflix and Hulu and all that, they're taking advantage of the fact that people are staying at home and and are remaining in their homes more. So I would think that they've seen at least an uptick in their uh, subscriptions and, you know, their usage um, though I know Netflix had a little bit of a um, an issue here recently with one of the things that they had on their uh, streaming service, so but at the end of the day, I think when you comparatively look at it, you know how many people were going to the movies before versus how many people are streaming now. Um, there has to be a vast difference. I know just from my own personal usage, I stream every single day. I have something on my TV, you know. Um, in the morning when I'm getting ready for work, after work, um, you know, while I'm maybe cooking something for dinner. So yeah, um, I guess I just never thought about how that might be affecting the the theater industry. So it is sad. That is, that is disheartening for sure. Yeah, guys, I'm with you. You know what? And you're right about Netflix and stuff. Um, I read something the other day where they have added more than 10 million subscribers just since March of this year. That is crazy. I mean, just think about if, you know, just a portion of those people were still going to the movies. Maybe maybe this business, you know, Regal Theaters, maybe they wouldn't have had to close. It's just I don't know, man. It's just sad. But anyway, I thought I'd at least bring it to your attention because I know you're kind of a movie buff too. Yeah, buddy, I am. I love my TV. I love my movies and um I love my audio books. And yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm a I'm um a media kind of guy, I guess. Um, hence the reason I guess I'm doing a podcast. So what else? Anything else Are you uh, You got to run out of here today or what's going on? Yeah, man, I figured I'd hang out and help you close out the show and, you know, and say hi to everybody. And thanks for the emails as, you know, maybe not necessarily John from down the ocean, but thanks for all the other emails and the kind words that people send in, you know, about me and about the show and about you, of course. I mean, I know it's your show. Yeah, you know, we do get a pretty good response from email, social media, um, and a lot of positive. We of course we get our haters, but hey, like they say, haters are gonna hate. So, uh all right, well listen, man, we'll we'll close out the show. That's gonna pretty much wrap it up for this week. What um what do you have to say, Bomber Billy, as we are wrapping up episode fifteen of the last word? So what do you got to say, buddy? Well, hey, listen, it has been fifteen weeks. And we've put out technically, or you've put out technically, 16 episodes because you had that special episode for September 11th, remember? Yeah, I remember. That's right. So we're, this is actually, believe it or not, if you include episode zero, this is actually episode – a total of 17 episodes we've we've put out. But yes, this is episode 15, um, and – Um, we have been doing this now for 17 total episodes, including zero and including the episode for September 11th. So yeah, what, what about that? Well, I just think it's pretty cool, man. I mean, this thing is just really building and building and we're gaining an audience and what was that word? Gaining? Like getting? Gaining? Oh, gaining. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, we're gaining an audience and... You know, um, things are really building, and I just think it's great, and I'm really happy to be a part of it. I appreciate you having me, you know, or letting me come into the studio and talk to people. And even though he tends to be a punk and a pain in my ass, I even appreciate John from Down the Ocean because at least it gets me something to talk about. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. And I'm I'm glad you took that attitude about it because I know John from Down the Ocean. I think I know who this guy is. So I will say that I know um, his uh, demeanor... Um and his personality, so yeah, he's just trying to get your goat, man. Well, yeah, I know, and I I just think it's great, man. I'm having a lot of fun with this, and I'm so happy to to be doing it. And I just really um want to continue putting out good episodes and talking to the people, and you know, just having a lot of fun with it. Yeah, me too. I mean, I think that uh, things are going really well. We had a sponsor. Um, in fact, I heard that you were at one of the events. That our sponsor just recently did, right? That you were a part of, not a part of, but you happened to attend uh, a wedding that our sponsor, A Night to Remember, um, was the DJ service that that um, particular couple hired. Is that true? Yeah, yeah, I was there. I'm telling you what, man, they get the party jumping. I mean, we had a ton of fun. It was awesome. We had grandmoms, grandpops, we had young kids out there dancing. We had the bridal party. I mean, everybody across the floor from, you know, fast dance, slow dance. I mean, music from the 70s all the way to stuff that was just released, you know, like within the last month. I mean, it was crazy. It was so good. Such a great mix of music. Everybody got something out of it. It was a lot of fun. I'm telling you, if you need a DJ, you have got to get a night to remember they are awesome they did a fantastic job guys i'm telling you and i'm glad that they are one of our sponsors yeah me too man i i have heard nothing but good things about them and i absolutely believe them and hey if you want to hire a night to remember don't forget go on facebook and in your search just type in the at symbol the number one great dj and you'll get right to their page that's at one great dj and you'll get right to a Night to Remember's Facebook page. All their contact information is there. Well, hey, listen, that's going to wrap us up for this week. Thank you guys so much for coming back. Billy, thanks for coming in again this week. Yeah, lads, thanks so much for having me, man. I'm glad to be here. I appreciate you having me on. And, hey, thanks, John, from down the ocean for your damn email, you punk. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, yeah, Billy. All right, well, listen, everybody, thank you so much. Episode 15 is wrapping up. Thank you for coming back every single week and listening to The Last Word. Billy and I are so appreciative to have you spend a little bit of time with us. And don't forget to check us out on the web at thelastword.com, Facebook and Instagram at The Last Word, Twitter at The Last Word Pod. And as always, I know your time is valuable, and I appreciate you spending a little bit of it with me. Thanks so much, everybody. God bless, and we'll talk to you soon.